This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Dirt, an audio drama, is a production of Studio 5705. Chapter 10 Antonia parks outside a bar called Daisy's in Yakima. It's on a busy street with bright signs for everything from fast food to truck rentals to payday loans. Daisy's street sign is basically a pair of neon female legs dancing across a neon stage. We're going in there? That's where she works. Wouldn't it be better to talk to her when she's not working? I thought you said you couldn't stay. She'll make time for us. Besides, they have food in there. I'm starving again. Antonia reaches under her seat and pulls out a handgun and slips it into an ankle holster. What are you doing? Relax. I have a permit. (laughs) We won't need it. I just like having it. Hi, Antonia. Hi, Jasmine. Booth for two? That'd be great. Thank you. The lights are dimmed low. It's not clear to me yet what kind of establishment we're in, but there are TVs all around with sports and news channels on. A couple of people seem to be gearing up for something to happen on a tiny corner stage. Oh, hi, Antonia. Hi, Ruby. How about something to drink for you guys? Uh, just water for me. I'll have a Rainier, please. And can we get some wings? A couple dozen? You got it. I'll go get those going. Thanks. Ruby? Jasmine? Who's next? Crystal? Is this a little too much for you? So, I have to be really careful about where I'm seen. I know that sounds incredibly self-important, but my job actually depends on it. The job you don't seem to care much about. Huh? You mentioned at my house you have a huge meeting tomorrow. Yet, here we are. Well, It's not until tomorrow afternoon. And you've been away from work all week. Hey, I have a really good staff for stuff like this. It's not just me there. Okay. Joseph, when my dad was talking about the farm the other night, the look on your face. Well, before you got up to leave. I don't know. It just reminded me of how much you used to like it here. Well, maybe not right here, at Daisy's. (laughs) By the way, you can relax. This is just a sports bar. Nothing X-rated is going to happen. They seem to know you here. I used to come here a lot. With Cooper. Oh. And our friends. 
It's been pretty much the same crew working here for the last 15 years. Hey, when you get fired from your fancy job for not showing up tomorrow, you could work here instead. <laughs> Good one. Again. Hey, speaking of work, seems like things are going pretty well on the farm. Any plans to expand? You mean like increase our harvest or... Yeah, or I don't know. Maybe buy more land? I noticed the property up the hill from yours is still undeveloped after all these years. It's always seemed like a really nice spot. Hey, isn't that where you guys found the old tractor? Yeah, just across the property line. Huh. Well, did you have any issues retrieving the tractor? Uh, legally, I mean. Who owns that land, anyway? It's been in a land trust for as long as I can remember. Huh. So who do you seek permission from? I mean, if you want to get something that's on a land trust. I'm actually not sure who. My dad took care of it. But I thought you ran the business. Well, yeah, I do. That's not exactly business, though. That's just seeking permission from the trustee. So you haven't ever tried to purchase the property? Well, like I said, it's off limits. I've heard that lots of people have tried, but it's really a dead issue. So unless we want to buy properties somewhere else in the valley, we're pretty much limited to what we have. Why are you so curious? Huh? no reason really. I guess I just always wondered about it. Here you are. All good for now? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Ruby. Hey, could you let Becky know I'm here? Um, I think she knows. I saw her looking your way before she got on stage. How are you all doing tonight? Good? Good? Yeah. Okay, well, welcome to another Thursday open mic night. I'm Becky, as always. Well, thanks for that, Rex. <laughs> That's Becky. Hey, let's give it up for our drummer, everyone. Straight from Granger, 30 miles to the east. It's Rex, call me Ringo Westinghouse. Okay, okay, Rex. Calm down back there, big boy. <laughs> So folks, I grew up around here, as many of you know. It took me a long time, but when I was looking to buy property recently, I finally figured out why they call Yakima the Palm Springs of Washington. Anybody know? Anybody? Yes, you, sir. Because it's so sunny here. Yep, that is certainly correct. But it's not the only reason. Anyone else? No? Okay, I'll tell you why. It's called the Palm Springs of Washington because all the damn California transplants have bought up all of our land. (laughs) You are too kind. So, you all know about the rovers we have on Mars, right? Those little robots that drive all over the place and send pictures back from space? Yeah, you've heard of them? Yeah, you have. Of course you have, with that hat you're wearing. (laughs) Well, Yakima Valley residents, hold on to your water rights, because NASA just confirmed what all of us up here already know, that Mars has more water than California. (laughs) California jokes. 
She's a riot. Hey. Thank you. Thank you I never much. claimed she was funny. Suspicious. <laughs> uh, sorry. I have to take this again. Okay. Save a couple wings for oh. me? Hey, you all know the one thing that Mel. grows faster in California Hang on one sec. than in the Yakima Valley, right? Walking to Anybody know? Hear you. Anybody? You guessed it. The crime rate. Okay, sorry about that. You know, I had a few guesses in mind for where you might be right now, but I have to hand it to you. Bad Comedy Club wasn't one of them. I know. It wasn't my idea. Have you checked the news? No. Not in the last couple hours, anyway. There have been some developments. Okay. Like, good or bad developments? The Seattle police have put out an APB for costumed Jaywalker. What? He's been requested to turn himself in for questioning. <sighs> you still there? I'm here. Sorry. Just processing. There's still no mention anywhere that I can see of Joseph Elo or Motorpool Agency. But it's starting to feel like it might be just a matter of time. Hey, hang on. Sorry, my phone's blowing up. It's Kim, and someone else I know. Did the news just break? SPD tweeted it about 15 minutes ago. So, yeah, it's all over the place now. By the way, the crosswalk in Google Maps has now been updated to Jaywalker Jail. Oh, God. I'm sorry I ever gave you that costume. It's not your fault. You're wonderful. I've made a mess of things, and I'm sorry I got you involved in all of this garbage. But on that note, I do have a question for you. Can you get me another one? Same exact one. Where did you get it, by the way? Sounds like it's selling out everywhere. I got it at Ted's Treasure House. Ted's Treasure House? That new party store on Mercer by the Space Needle. And I bought two. I always buy two of everything. <laughs> Gotta love future Mel. So, tomorrow... Yeah. You can let the Inner Six know that I'll be there. I'm not sure when exactly, but I will be. And I'll stay in touch with you, okay? Joseph, if you don't come clean on your own, and if the police make the connection themselves, that can't be good... You think I haven't thought of that? Plus your behavior clause... I know! I'll deal with it somehow. Look, Mel. I created all of this. I chose to wear the costume. I jaywalked. I skipped out on work. Now I'm wanted by the police. And I seem to be the butt of some sick cosmic joke. There's more going on than you know. I need to get back inside and deal with someone here. Someone who likes to wear red headphones. Wait, what? Yeah. I gotta go. I'll be in touch tomorrow, I promise. Okay. I'm down with the California jokes, by the way. And that's when I knew milking cow wasn't for me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, Giacomo Melly. Okay. We'll so, you must be Jelly. Joseph, this is Becky. You look different without a mustache. Look, what is your deal? 
Becky here was just confessing that she took my purse. Sounds like you two have met. I wouldn't say we've met. And by the way, Tony, I didn't think about you having to cancel all your cards and stuff. I'm sorry about that. Why were you following me in Seattle? It's what I was hired to do. Hired? Why would someone hire you to follow me? Did you put the license on the crosswalk too? Wait, what's going on here? The license wasn't me. It was my job to get something that belonged to Antonia and then watch to see if you got it. That's all I know. But that isn't all you know. Someone hired you to do this. Why don't you tell us who that is so you can avoid going to jail? Antonia here says it's your home away from home. Joseph! Maybe you can tell your little jokes to some judge down there. Why is she talking about you having a mustache? You mean she doesn't know? And by the way, I hear the police are after you now. Maybe they'd want to know where you're hiding out tonight. Both of you, stop it. Antonia, somebody followed me through downtown Seattle on Monday. My assistant has it all on traffic camera footage. Somebody with red headphones. Somebody who is obviously connected to you because that's how I found your license. You're going to stop there? <sighs> and... I'm the costume jaywalker. He doesn't look too bad with facial hair, Tony. Just saying. Why can't I have normal friends? Hey, I'm not a criminal. What happened with me was just an accident. The costume was just a dumb work joke, and then it went all wrong. Your friend here actually stole things. <laughs> Ouch. At least I don't keep secrets. Why did you do all that? Well, it paid pretty dang good for one. You think I'd get by okay working at this place? So wait, if you didn't give Joseph the license, then who did? So technically, it wasn't given to him. It was just placed near him for him to find. It was supposed to look like a coincidence. I guess to make you curious instead of suspicious. Was it the guy who ran over to help me? I don't know who it was. So you're not going to say who hired you? I never met them. They presented me the job through email, and the money was wired to me. They? So more than one person? I have no idea. <laughs> okay then. How about the email address? They told me not to contact them afterwards. Said that the email would be disabled. Show it to me. Now you're just being bossy. Is that what it's like for someone like you? Big shot at a fancy company? Bark commands and get your way? You don't know me. At all. I guess it wouldn't hurt. It looks like one of those random generated addresses anyway. Hang on. Becky walks away, presumably to the kitchen or a back room or somewhere, to get something. I look over at Antonia and she's staring down at the table. But disappointment is written all over her face. Hold on a sec. I just have to look it up. Oh, okay. Here it is. AR19H43 at Hartson.com. Hartson? You're sure that's it? Becky, can you please once and for all stop doing this shit? 
and Joseph. We barely know each other, so who knows what the rules are between us. But you being this big news story, and now a police suspect, and not saying anything this whole time? That's just... That's weird. It gets worse. I suspected your dad was behind it all. <laughs> what? He knew about the letter from Ima all those years and never said anything. And then he himself told me not to trust anybody. Well... And then, I just happened to find the metal detector hiding in plain sight in the blue barn at the place that he took me to? Wait. And the code for your security gate. 1943? That's the year Imo and Vivian got married. Which is the answer to one of the clues in my letter from Imo. Hey, I made that the gate code. That's the year Ernesto came to America in the Bracero program. He was one of the thousands of Mexican workers who were brought to the U.S. to work during the war. That is a huge year for our family, Joseph. Oh boy. My dad wouldn't try to trick you or anyone into doing something. Are you sure? Do you really not know that your farm is trying to buy the property next to yours? The property in the land trust that you just told me you're not buying? Or are you keeping that a secret too? I don't know what you're talking about. And even if that was true, how would you know that was happening? Why did you meet me this morning? Did your dad send you to keep an eye on me? Joseph! Oh, this is getting good. <laughs> it makes sense, doesn't it? If he has some kind of interest in whatever I find in these boxes that are buried everywhere. Why would he care about that? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. Wait, you're digging boxes up in the ground? Cool. Shut, Shut up, up, Becky. Becky. <sighs> Look, I'm not saying Salvador is doing all this. I think the world of your parents, Antonia. They're practically my parents. But shit. With everything going on. I don't know who I can trust. Ooh. I see. I should get you back to your car so you can get going. Antonia. Here you go, Becky. This should cover it. No, no. I got this. No. I got this. Look, I can tell you, it wasn't her dad. I mean, maybe he's a part of this, whatever this is. But the last thing Salvador Flores is, is a villain. I hope you're right. Nice to meet you. Things easy.
We don't say a word on the drive back to Wapato. I feel terrible for losing my cool, especially with Antonia. It's getting late and I feel worn out, but my mind races with all the things that seem to be colliding. Costumed jaywalker wanted by the police. The huge meeting tomorrow. The drone and the gravestone at Mary Hill. Carl doing, who knows what Carl is doing. The detector doing whatever the detector is doing. Meeting and confronting Becky. Mel's work project, which is making me feel more vulnerable by the second. And Kim and her connection to all of this. I don't know yet about Kim, but I have a feeling our next conversation might get uncomfortable. We get to the farm entrance on Kay's Road, but before we head up the driveway, Antonia pulls over onto the shoulder. You did some kind of background check on my dad, or me, or the farm, didn't you? Why else would you say that, or know that, about the property? I did. Nothing too crazy. But yes, I did do that. As far as I know, we are not trying to buy any more land. Are you sure your source is correct? I got it from someone who's usually very accurate about things. Well, if it's true... Hey, maybe it's all legit. And he just hasn't told you yet. Maybe. I'm really sorry, Antonia. I shouldn't have gotten upset like that. Why are you so obsessed with solving this puzzle of IMOs? You could do it any time, right? He didn't tell you you had to drop everything and solve it in a week. Why am I so obsessed? I mean, I guess if something or someone from your past came suddenly back into your life out of nowhere, and without clear reasons why. Wouldn't that make you a little crazy? Like, wondering what's going on? What it's all about? Why don't you stay here tonight? The couch is a hide to bed for when my brother's kids stay over. You sure? Well, if you try anything, I'll turn you into the police.
Dirt, an audio drama, is a production of Studio 5705 and is written, directed, and produced by me, Chris Cayella. This chapter features the voice talents of Megan Morales as Antonia, Anna Enriquez as Jasmine, Sarah Cayella as Ruby, Maddie Huber as Becky, and Jesse Brown as Mel. I play the part of Joseph. This chapter also features the beautiful original song "Me and My Other," written and performed by Maya Tazi. For more information about Dirt, an audio drama, visit dirtaudiodrama.com. And for the latest updates, please follow the show on Twitter. If you like what you hear, please rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts, and tell your friends and family. Thank you very much for listening. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your master teacher, which is dungeon master meets high school English teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Doctor Frankenstein. One eye Put is over there, and the other eye is rolled over exactly there. Exactly right. Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. <laughs> I've rolled a one. Are you so, a one? Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact. With the stories which have influenced us for centuries. Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets. Anybody got some poop for me? A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts. 